What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by upstart.com slash ham. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. And by simplysafe.com slash ham. Dare to try to steal our stuff. Now to the segment. I did not see the uh, Wilder Fury fight. First of all, the fact that there's two boxers and one of them is named Wilder and one of them is named Fury is perfect. Are those their real names? Yes. Tyson Fury and DeAndre Wilder. I was uh, Deontay. DeAndre. DeAndre. DeAndre Jordan. Deontay. Deontay Wilder. I'll admit, Saturday Night John, I was binging Hunters on Amazon. Good watch. Pretty solid. It came out Saturday. Jason, uh, Jordan Peele, Pacino, four hour, uh, hours, you know, episodes like an hour. Got four episodes in on Saturday. Is it a, is it a scary movie? Is it like an action? No, it's show? not a movie. It's it's like a you know, it's like whatever. Yeah. A is, season. It, is it action? Uh, yeah. Well, it's action. It's uh, basically they're uh, uh, Holocaust survivors and the grandson of a Holocaust survivor hunting Nazis that have come back. Um, trying to re rise in the United States in I'm not sure what year it's set, but it's not modern day, like the 70s like or 80s. Seven, yeah, it's like the 70s because you've got these Holocaust survivors are still kind of you know mobile. Um, they thought they could like seek asylum in the United States, but not legally. No one would notice them. So that they, sounds like uh, a good watch. Yeah, but there's a lot of like Holocaust flashbacks. So yeah, it's action, but you got you know it's intense. It is intense, but um, it's good. I've been enjoying it. So that's what I was watching. But you, the tried and true formula, you don't have to pay for a fight. I've done this before. Many Pacquiao, Mayweather fights I've watched on Periscope. That's that's how you watch it. How was it? I had people texting me about the fight. I wasn't watching any of it. Uh, tell me. I have a theory. I think people our age, maybe a little older, like 40 and under, are a little jaded when it comes to buying these fights. Like, I, I think people, older people, like in the 50s, 60s that like boxing, they have no problem doing it because historically you got a lot of good fights. It was like buying an NFL playoff game or something. You knew you were getting something sweet. I, I don't know. I have where a theory you, on that, too. I don't know I where like you that. fall, but I, I'm terrified the fight's going to suck. So I think part of that, part of the issue is that older generations are, they, had, they are uh, conditioned to pay $50 for a one time event. The younger generation's like, wait a second. 
I pay $7 for a month of Netflix. You want me to pay $75 for this fight? It doesn't seem like a value. Uh, and then we've had so many bad fights. Like, I used to really be into, if there was a big boxing, I, UFC I didn't really, but a big boxing match, I was there. And now I don't, now these, both these guys are like a combined 98-0 or whatever. What was were. the one when we when I was at Cal Poly, it might, was it Floyd versus De La Hoya? There was a big one I remember in the mid-2000s that w- we got a huge party for. And it was like 99-99 at the time. Okay, yeah. And I, I just think a lot of Floyd's fights, because he became so famous, always sucked. And you're like, <laughs> I just remember like, well, I can't believe I paid for this. So here's what I did. I, I've done this the last couple times with, with Periscope. I just watched it on Periscope. When the fight ended, I said to myself, I would have 100% paid for that. Just to support this, how these guys make a living. I get there are other people blood sucking off all the cash, but... I, 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 it justified the cash guy. It really did. Once okay. you watched it. What did it go, like seven rounds? Yeah, it went seven rounds. It was just this. I didn't know much about Fury. I watched. I read a lot about him last night from the UK. Super tall, bald guy. Just Good, vo- good sh- singing voice. Oh, just beat the shit out of Wilder. I mean, pounded his ass. And, you know, you got Mark Davis and Gruden there. You got Mahomes there. You got Colin Coward there. You got a lot of just famous people in the background. But it was just this... They were enormous. Like this guy, I texted someone last night. I said, obviously they're way off in age ranges, but imagine in his prime Tyson Fury, who's six foot nine, and who could, it feels like he can hit you. He's like a center in basketball. Fighting Mike Tyson, who was like 5'11", just what that would have looked like. Like you could tell Wilder, I don't know exactly how tall he is. I'd guess 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, just jacked. Where Fury kind of has some love handles. I can relate. Shaved bald head. It was sweet. It was just, it was one of those things, you know, I'd read a lot about on Twitter and just everyone had been talking about it for a couple of weeks. Got a little FOMO, but not enough FOMO. I, I crossed my mind, do I buy it? I'm like, well, just pull out the iPad and watch yeah. it. And, and you yeah. can find some like pretty good crisp broadcasts. Mm. Like, God, this is like HD quality. But then all of a sudden, that's the one thing about illegal streaming is it can just go black at any yeah, moment. Yeah, you got to jump to another stream. Yeah, I remember I ended up on easy. one. One Mayweather flight watching a Periscope stream of somebody was filming their backyard projection screen. So I was like in the back of a yard backyard party barbecue watching the stream. But but, but see, guy, Take I do be- I do believe that if you get the right event and market it the right way, humans will pay. Maybe not forty nine ninety nine, like you said, our generation. Like if I told you this, I said, guy, uh, April fifteenth. In Alabama, instead of playing a spring game, has agreed to play the XFL champion. It's going to be on pay-per-view for $19.99. Don't you think that would get a lot of buys? <laughs> yeah. Do you, think, do you think the Super Bowl could make more money going pay-per-view? Like, would you buy that? I'm just going to give something random. XFL, Bama, instead of their spring game, plays the XFL in a real game. I, that, uh, that's a little out of, you know, it's, I'm kind of trying to come out of left field. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, Maybe Ohio question. State would be a better example. What if I just told you the Super Bowl was on pay-per-view? Uh, I think you could probably pull it off. What would you pay I mean, for the Super Bowl on pay-per-view? I mean, I, what would I, I'd have to buy it. What, what do you mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, Super Bowl, one hundred and fifty dollars. You'd pay that. Well, don't you, do you think it's inevitable that one day it's nine 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 for Super Bowl on top of the ads? Um, I no, I don't think it's inevitable. Why is that? It's just too good of a marketing tool for the league. I mean, it's just too big of an event. So why? No, I don't think it's inevitable. Well, p- part of doing a pay per view 
for boxing is they have to do a pay-per-view, right? I, I don't know enough about the economics of the sport. Like, why do they do that? Because they can't, like, legally just get on ESPN? Couldn't they make the money? Or I, I, there not the enough, Is there it? not enough inventory? Like, with football, it's all part of a... A package, yeah. You don't know when package. anyone's going to fight. That's mm-hmm. why UFC became a little more consistent, just because there were more UFC fighters. You could have UFC right. fighters all the time. But remember, they were in control of it. I'll, they would I'll, just I'll, set up fights. You want another take? Hmm. He takes a lot of shit because he's a little over the top calling Monday Night Football. But Tessator does call a good fight. Like, he is a good well, fight a, guy. Yeah, he's a boxing announcer. Right? I know. He, he's made for it. Uh, all right, let's rattle through some other headlines, John. At that fight, uh, John Gruden told the Vegas newspaper that they'll have uh, minicamp in Vegas. They don't know if it'll be in Vegas or Henderson at the practice facility, but minicamp for the Raiders will be in Las Vegas. There's been some question about whether or not it would, where it would be, but that was a piece of news made at the fight where Gruden and Mark were. Those guys spend a lot of time together. You notice that? Like the, I do. It's one thing to go to one event a year. Like, how many pictures have you ever seen of, like, there's Kraft and Belichick at the Broadway show. There, there's Andy and Clark Hunt out to dinner. I mean, those guys are now part of it is they're going to public events. So maybe it does happen more than we think. Like, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie get dinner once a month. I don't know. But it does feel like it. you could argue there's – it's one thing to like, hey, honey, I got to go to a work meeting with my owner. Like, that's pretty normal procedure. There's another thing to like, going out with, uh, with Mark to the fight, going out with Mark to the hockey game, going with Mark to the Warriors game. Like, that's doing a lot of extra shit that you don't need to do. Like, is there a chance? This just struck me last night. Might have been on some edibles. Are they maybe just really good friends? Like, legitimately, John doesn't have that many friends for what he just relates. Like, him and Mark are just tight. Like legitimately, they share a lot buddies. of history. Yeah, they just share a lot of history, right? Passionate about the same thing. It, it kind of hit me. Maybe they are really, truly good friends. Because I, they're past the point of like going to one game together, guy. They've gone to like seven public events. Yep. Yep. Um, or is that what you have to do? Maybe I need to think about this. And you too. That is what you got to do when someone pays you ten million dollars. Do a lot of shit. Well, you don't I, do. I do think that is part of it. But they just have a lot of shared history. Like they've just, you know. It's not like they're brand new friends. Uh, and they used to get together when Gruden was doing Monday Night Football, right? Wasn't that part of the story? Like, they'd have dinner yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, the, uh, There was a hockey game where an emergency goalie came off the Zamboni to get a win. <laughs> I actually I love th- this rule. Well, I, I think that he knew before the game, I could be wrong on this, he didn't have to drive the Zamboni the day that into Well, yeah, I didn't game. mean he came off the Zamboni that day, but... Because that would have been legendary. But but I didn't know this, this rule, rule although I feel like it's happened once before. But I had thought that another Zamboni driver had gotten close to playing. But this guy not, not only played guy, he had saves. Eight, you, eight of ten. I went to the Carolina Hurricanes page. Like He had some pretty nice saves. Now, granted, some are like the five hole where you just close your leg and the announcer would be like, what a save by Huleski or whatever the guy's name is. But it's yeah. just... It is just a basically a normal human that played like low level minor league hockey who's 42 years old. And this isn't like a preseason. This is a fucking regular season NHL game. He lives in Toronto, but he had to be the goalie for the, the some of their videos inside the locker room makes you just sometimes I, I know I get this way. You just get tired of the money and the corporate stories, even though we're all kind of living in it. Just cool to have just. Some old school happy stories with sports. 
I, so I what do you think would be the uh, football or baseball equivalent of this? That's what I was trying to figure out, or even basketball. What's the uh, seen the the movie Waterboy? I watched probably a month or two ago. There's a scene in Waterboy when the Waterboy starts dominating. That they go to like Sports Center. And it's Dan Patrick, and he's like, because of all Bobby Boucher's success, Michigan tried their towel boy at wide receiver at slot receiver. And he runs a crossing pattern and gets destroyed. <laughs> it's the best scene in the movie. But, like, I, I don't know if football would even have one. Ba- baseball. I, I think it would be, to me, football would have to be one of two people. The radio Kendrick. analyst who, like, just retired, right? It'd be like the, radio, the guy, Joe Staley, retired last year as the Niners radio analyst. Oh, my God. The Niners need all of a sudden Joe's up on the fifty three and Papa's doing the game by himself. Or but you, you would straight, agree that's that's still like understandable, right? If you're in a pinch and he just plays a couple games. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're saying like that would still be Joe Staley. This guy was not Joe Staley. <laughs> yeah, so then, okay, what about that? What about this? What about your like your strength and conditioning coach who like played college football at Wisconsin? But he'd have to be like ten or fifteen years removed to already be the strength and conditioning coach of an NFL team. Like it was a fullback. Maybe he's a fullback. Um, not a use check fullback, like a traditional fullback. What about that? Yeah, c- could see that. J- and maybe just like, well, there's no fullbacks on the open market. They don't even exist anymore. We were in a pinch. We had to play a game. This guy knows the scheme because he's always here. Fucking the players trust him. We just Jimmy loves him. Because like did. a holder, a holder is not the equivalent of no, what a goalie no. is doing. To me, a holder is way too hard. Like that's I could just throw a body at another body. No, no. What I'm like, saying is, I'm saying a goalie. Like a holder, you go through a whole game. Your holder plays a very small percentage of the plays. But, but he's a also goalie. Your, but he's is also protecting the net. Yeah, the goal. The goalie. I would say it's like the equivalent of the ball dudes in baseball down ball the lines having and, to play third base. And one of the guy, let's say, like, listen, we were in a tight spot. He had a uni on. We asked him. It turns out he had been a backup at Cal Poly in the eighties. Right. You know, and something like I, I actually don't think guy there's anything even close to an equivalent. Uh, no, I mean, okay. <laughs> um, XFL. There was a uh, the first kickoff return for a touchdown in the XFL, and it was a reverse. Pretty cool. Do you like the XFL's kickoff? I I don't really, but it does look cool when they returned it. Like just that video of the return looked awesome. I don't quite get what's going on. Are they just popping the ball up? What is the kickoff? So the kickoff is an attempt to try and reduce the big collisions from the coverage team. So they've got to stand 10 yards away from the team that protects, from the return team, and that the team that is coverage cannot start running until the kick has been caught. So you're, and you're so not it really looks like, to kick it that deep. Well, no, the, the kicker is back at like the 10-yard line or whatever, but you also get penalized for a touchback. Yeah, so that's why, that's why oh, teams so are... So they kind of want you between like the 30 So they want you to return area. it. But in exchange for forcing you to return it, you're not going to get hit by a guy who's got a 50-yard head start. Yeah, I actually I don't hate it. I like the way it looks right before the ball is kicked. I like the way it up. looks, too. Like, it does look like some... I like the way it looks, also. I, I was stumbling around channels on Saturday, not even afternoon, like in the morning, before I even worked. The good thing about the XFL, it starts like 9 a.m. So there was like a soccer. game at, at halftime. I was flipping around. It's NBC Diana on a knee in the halftime locker room talking to some defensive tackle that had made some plays. And she, he's just, like, drinking his Gatorade. All the guys are around. And I was like, well, at first I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized she's just doing a halftime interview but in the locker room. 
Then you can tell it was one of those like under a minute before they go back on the field. So whoever the team leader on the squad is like, motherfuckers, let's get on mine right. And he starts, you, but you can't see him. But he starts giving one of those like, we're going back to war. Get your fucking, get your, we're going to hit him in the mouth cart doing the football cliches. And then all of a sudden NBC Diana's talking to whoever the defensive lineman is. And you just, they clearly just had to hit the mute on it all. Cause this guy's dropping F bomb after F bomb, just getting his, the troops lined up. And then I saw another one today on Twitter where it was like Molly McGrath was just in the locker room halftime. And the guy was like showing on the whiteboard, their halftime adjustments. And I've gotten a lot of people tweeting at me like, do you think we could integrate any of this in the NFL? Like, no, I, that, that's a little much. Like, I don't need halftime. That's not, that's the safe place. If the game matters. But it is cool. I will give the XFL credit. Like, that is unique. Like, they are just yeah. trying random-ass shit. I will tell you a quick aside, because I saw a part of the XFL, I saw Jeff Schwartz ask this question on Twitter over the weekend. Do you guys like hearing, like, knowing what play is calling coming before the play? Um, I don't like knowing before every play what's, what is about to happen in the play. You mean I'm the not play name or what the play is going to look like? Like, yeah, like knowing exactly what the play. Oh, this is going to be a run to the right. I mean, I don't blame them for doing it, but I would not want that to be a part of my everyday football watching, that the analyst hears the – we all hear the play, and the analyst can say, oh, this is a runoff right tackle. I don't like that. Um, I, I would not want lot, that I think it's why a lot of the old school people aren't in love with Romo. They're like, I don't need this. Part of football, right, is being wowed at a play call. Sure, but but I do think there's a difference where it's like, what does Romo think is about to happen? Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean like the offensive coordinator goes, we're running three verticals. Yeah, or you know, the OC goes, you know, this is uh, 856 Jet Blue. And then the analyst goes, okay, that's a run to the right. I would not want that all the time. With Romo, it's like Romo is guessing. Like, I think what they're going to do here is. God, the analyst has to do a lot of work to learn the fucking playbook. But I think the plays are pretty basic, too. Oh, like, okay. Um, all right. The, uh, um, ben Roethlisberger, John, cleared the throw. He's two or three months away from clearance still. What do you his, think about his beard going right now? It's very big. Do you think we'll ever see Ben Roethlisberger win another playoff game? His last playoff win um, came in twenty the twenty sixteen season, so it's we're coming up on four years since his last playoff win. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. I I would lean no, but I, I I thought a lot about this team just over the last couple of weeks in the sense of just because Tomlin was thrown <laughs> because he went on first take. Guy, they went. They were what eight and eight or nine and seven. Lost Roethlisberger halfway through the first game. It's really one of the most remarkable Steeler seasons in the history of their franchise, right? Is that season? Do you think in fifty years going to get enough credit? Like no, it's going to be very. It's going to be underrated in five in this year. Yeah, they traded a first round pick three weeks in. The guy was a borderline defensive player of the year. I think the defensive player of the year was. I think it turned out. Oh no, it was Gilmore. But it could have been T.J. Watt too. Their defense is going to be stacked. Their offensive line's all coming back. They have a good running back who gets hurt a lot, but James Conner, they can find running backs. They got good wide receivers. Is it inconceivable to think, like, they could be pretty good if Roethlisberger can just stay healthy? Big if. But their team, if they can go 8-8 eight and eight with Duck and, uh, <laughs> and Mason, why, if Roethlisberger is better than them, I, to me, the, the, the red flag is, could Roethlisberger play 16 games at 37 years old? Uh, unlikely. All right, give me some headlines I, before I got some more. But uh, this is a non-sports one, but I watched a Ford versus Ferrari on That's Friday sports. night. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. It is racing. The Le Mans. The Le Mans. The Le, Le Mans. Mans. Yeah. It's 24 a long hours race. of Le Mans. I, I thought that Christian Bale is just. He's just a lead at his craft. He, he really yeah. is just a special, yeah. special actor. Like Matt Good Damon. I'm, I love Matt Damon, and I think Matt Damon's just solid. I think he's just like. A, he'd be like having like. A, like an Eli Manning. But yeah, he's won a couple championships. Like he's solid. You know, there's probably a little, some movies are not as good. Maybe Eli, maybe he's better than Eli. Maybe he'd be like a Roethlisberger. I think he's better than Eli, but. Yeah, Roethlisberger better? Uh, I mean, Roethlisberger I'd put ahead of Eli. Is he Damon? Damon Rogers? Oh, he's not Rogers. Because I'd say Christian Bale's like Russell Wilson. I don't think I've, like, he's as good as it gets. And he's unique. Yeah, I, so I watched the movie recently also. I didn't watch it till I probably watched it two weeks ago. And I watched it. For anyone that wants to see it, I highly recommend. It's called The 24-Hour War. It's basically a documentary that hits on a lot of the stuff that this stuff hit on. But it starts further back. It gives you a lot more of Ferrari. Um, the Ford guy, Henry Ford II, the deuce. What is that what they call him? The deuce? Yeah. Looks just like the real Henry Ford II. They nailed it. But I, to me, the racing scenes in that movie is like not really a racing fan. I love the racing scenes in that movie. Like all the stuff in the car. They spent a lot of time on it. Christian Bale was phenomenal. You're right. Who did he remind me of? What other Bale role did he remind me of? Um, not Batman, obviously. But there was another Bale role that this guy reminded me of. Uh, American Psycho? No. He's a little edgy in this one, which I liked. He yeah, the one thing you realize watching the movie is just what a pow- like Ford at that time. What what when is this taking place? Like in the sixties or the seventies? Mid sixties because they that's when they won the first. Oh, because they they won like 67, 68, 69, yeah. 70 or whatever. Ferrari hasn't won. I still think it ha- it holds up. Ferrari hasn't won since. Ferrari has not won since Le Mans. That's I don't think nuts. they have. I didn't know that either. But w- I would imagine in the sixties Ford. America's equivalent, like right now, of Amazon or whatever. This is the powerhouse of a company they were at the time, right? The, the Prestige. That's the I just went to his IMDb. His character in The Prestige is kind of who he reminds me of in Ford and Ferrari, which I love The Prestige. Yeah, it's, it, I thought Ford versus Ferrari is just one of those you order, and you're just, it's not going to change your life, but you're not going to be mad you rented it. No. Yep. And I, I like you it. know, the Joker, I was mad I rented it. Yeah. So, yeah. Some movies, is very hit or miss when you rent. Good take. I'm looking forward to running uh, Knives Out. Um, th- I have two more quick ones for you, John. One, just because you tweeted it, the shot of Justin Thomas hitting a, a left-handed upside-down iron off the root of a tree. I, I saw that and thought, if, I, if you were going to win a golf event, what would you want your signature shot from that event to be, right? You could have – the tough one is like Tiger, the chip, and to win the – to. Uh, was that on 17 at the Masters where it comes all the way down the hill? 16. 16. That would, like, would you want that? Would you want a sand save? Would you want a chip in? Would you want a hole in one? I think if I could have a signature shot on a Sunday that I win, I'd want the upside down, left handed, like with the, like everyone's gathered around you because you're, you're off the fairway. Like, I think that'd be badass. And you run it right up the front of the green by the stick. Here's the key to the shot overall. It needs to be one with you surrounded by other humans, the yeah. fans, and one where you pace. So you like walk up, you look, you <laughs> walk conversations back. with you. Yeah, conversations with you. Because the there, there's got to be a build up to the shot. Because 100, percent it's not a drive, right? It's just not a drive. Because a drive, you just stand there and hit. 
with a unless shot. it's like an island par three, yeah, yeah. Which and is I, not but I, I do think there's something special about looking at a ball in a in a weird spot or in a tough spot or out of the beaten path, having the fans surround you. You walk to the green. You look at the different fucking your angles that you can hit. You bounce some ideas off. You're like, no, I don't like that, Jim. The rules guy comes over. Yeah, he's like, did you move a stick? You're like, no, I didn't move a stick. And Patrick Reed's in the middle of the fairway fucking pissed off because you're taking forever. No, he's he's slightly (laughs) kicking his ball forward ahead. (laughs) And then you hit the shot that just goes, oh, my, this will be remembered. You know, one of those. One more more part of that, John, is you have to have another club in your hand, and then you put that club back and pull out the the upside-down foreiron. You're like, you know, you, like one of those just fucking moments. You see, and it's like the guy, the guy standing there is like, Jim, is he going to do what I think he's going to do? You agree? Just I, I had to video it. Yeah, that would his be my. Would that be your shot? Remarkable today. It was awesome because he but like you split a couple shot, trees with it, right? It was incredible. It was like perfect fucking. I mean, a perfect contact. What, would, is that what you would pick, or would you pick something else as your signature shot? Uh, I, I think down the stretch of a tournament, like 16, 17, 18, a sand shot that goes in yeah. is probably even better than a chip in. Because when you hit a stick and iron, I, I, I feel like we don't talk that much like, do you remember when uh, so-and-so hit the the seven iron from 175 yards? Like They just hit good shots. I think it's yeah. more a crazy long putt, like Tiger when he tied Rocco to go to the extras. You know, 18, you know, a 30-footer to go to extras, not even to win it, just to stay alive is always yeah. one, like, a March Madness shot. Like, he hits a three to make it to go to overtime. You could argue that's always that you making a long putt should be number one. You could argue that, yeah. How about Would Gary you, Woodland chipping from on the green, on the green, like he did on 17 at Pebble? Th- those are cool. To, to me, the shot that he gets remembered for, though, probably be more 18 when he went yeah. at it after Kepka kind of had him on the ropes. But that right. shot's pretty rememberable. You, if you're going to win the tournament, typically, you, if it's a longer putt on 18, it's always get remembered. Like Phil's putt where he jumps up and that's now yeah. his logo. Yeah. Long what would you say Tiger's putt. signature shot of his career is? The Masters chipping? I think that is the signature shot of my golf life, yeah. Did he have a signature shot? Really, his signature moments last year when he won the Masters were more other guys fucking up. Part of right? that, to his credit, part of that um, Masters chip and also was it hangs on the edge of the cup and becomes a Nike commercial. I the Rocco putt when he's like when it's kind of dark outside yeah. and he does the double fist pumps. I'd say it's probably um, one of those two. My last headline for you, John, just Monday, ten a.m. They're expecting twenty thousand people at Staples for Kobe's public memorial, so. Uh, I know they're telling people to stay out of downtown LA if they don't have tickets. So it should be a pretty big event Monday. Lakers beat the Celtics today. Bill Russell was I mean, wearing like, a, a Kobe Bryant jersey. Saw Kevin Garnett was there. Is it do you think a lot of famous people are going to be there or is it more just normal I people? I, you know, I don't know. At first I thought maybe it was like a famous person thing and now I, I mean I would expect so though. It hit me. I, I went to the gym today, and I was walking in, and for some reason, oh, because the game was on in the background. I could see it in the kind of where they make food. They have a little restaurant. And then I saw the Lakers colors, and I was like, Kobe Bryant's dead. Sometimes I'll just hit me, and I'll be I like, know. that is insane. That is nuts. Might be the definitive death of our generation so far, athletically. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.